0: I'm your host, Vikram Ryan. Today, I have, I have a really good friend here, Dr. Kate Mangona. She's a board-certified pediatric radiologist. She's a certified life and marriage coach under the Gottman Training School. And on top of that, she's a super mom. She's part of uh, uh, her uh, another half. Uh, Dr. Victor uh, Mangona is a, a pediatric radiology oncologist. And together, they have a real estate portfolio. Uh, They're considered a cool power couple in our physician community. So you guys have to uh, get into her her ecosystem. She's the host of the Medicine, Marriage, and Money podcast. She's helped tons of physicians with mindset, with marriage, with money, with investing. So welcome to the show, Dr. Cage. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness, all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in.
1: Such an honor to be here. So so thank you. Uh, so honored to have you invite me, Vikram. <laughs>
0: yes, absolutely. So let's get into this. Um, You are already successful as a physician. What made you start branching out and doing some of these other things? Tell Tell me your backstory.
1: For sure. So coaching, what like everybody asked me, like, why did I get into marriage coaching specifically? Because there's not many physician marriage coaches out there. It's because I needed it. During the pandemic, Victor and I, um, just, just like all physicians, we didn't really know what to do. And he sees immunocompromised cancer, pediatric cancer patients on a daily basis. And I work in the hospital with covid so we decided to just live separately for the first several months where we didn't really want to cross contaminate each other and that was really hard i feel like not being able to touch him and when we did see each other on the weekends we were in masks we were distanced and i just felt like i had so much pent up um frustration and mm. irritation. And then every little thing he said, I would like attack him for it. And then I was keeping track because I also had two kids at this time and they were living with me and my mom. And I did have my mom and no thank goodness to help out. But I was just, I was not in a good place mentally. And then I luckily was already in this physician financial world because Victor. Uh, And so I knew a lot of different coaches um, like Leithi and Kenji and Bonnie Koo and Peter, Kim, like I already knew all these people. So I was already tied into it. I'm like, okay, let's just, let me just kind of delve into this coaching and see if it's for me. I thought it was just for entrepreneurs, which now I am, but I wasn't, I didn't consider myself back then. So that's when I just, in one, one session changed my entire perspective on marriage. Wow. It was, Wait, I mean, it was
0: just before, magical. Before, before you get into that, um, yeah. when you were describing how you, Victor was on one side, you were on the other side and you had the kids and you had, a, it sounded like almost like a divorce or a separation almost. And, and I, no, I know but it wasn't, it wasn't. And I, I know like this was because of the the COVID, but <laughs> yeah, I can see how that can potentially lead to some of that frustration you're talking about.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So you got into the coaching and then what?
1: So then the first thing is I figured out how I could share everything I was learning with other physicians. Because when I started researching what could physicians do to enhance their relationship to make their marriage better, I wasn't finding a whole lot. Like I found one article published by MGH on um, physician marriages. And there was like one coach I could find, Allie Novitsky, who had This marriage program, but she wasn't even doing it anymore. She had switched gears and did more fitness and health. So Hmm. I was like, I started interviewing all the couples, like that I mentioned that I that I knew, Sonny Smith and Letty and Kenji and Peter and Vicky, and I started interviewing everybody and figuring out what was making their marriage work, like what made their marriage successful. Here they are, big prominent power couples in the physician world, doing lots of different things, and so I figured. I might as well, as I was collecting this data for myself, start sharing it. And that's when I decided to open the Medicine, Marriage, and Money podcast. And then in order to like keep going with that, I fell in love with coaching too. And I went to the Life Coach School and became a certified Life Coach, went to the Gottman Institute to become um, a Gottman leader and teach wow. the Making Marriage Work Program. So I just... It was kind of a passion I always had is relationships ever since I was younger. And then this was just my avenue to further that and like help other people and their marriages.
0: You know, a lot of people listen to the podcast or physicians or perhaps uh, double physician uh, couples, or perhaps they're just, you know, two high income professionals. You know, you're, you're a mom, you're trying to run your pr- uh, practice or your physician um, services, and then you're also married. Where did you find the time to do all of this? I mean, it sounds like it was, uh, and you run a podcast. Explain explain how you, how you were able to pull that off.
1: Yeah, okay. So I have no problem asking for help. Like I outsource my cooking, my cleaning, my laundry, um, mm. yard stuff, driving kids to and from school. So I, and I also outsource, you know, Saturday night, childcare so that i have time to spend with my husband just him every saturday night even though we love our three little girls dearly um so i ask for help when i need it uh i also I also saw the writing on the wall very early. So four years in as an attending, I went 0.7. So that was three and a half clinical days a week, three, three clinical days, one half admin day a week. And then that opened up time for me to just kind of, I was kind of explored for a year or two. I became a yoga teacher, spent more time with my kids. Um, And then, you know, as they've gotten more involved in school and then the pandemic happened, it opened this avenue for me to start coaching and this podcast. And the time was kind of already there. And then I just I find like I'm not a big um, I'm not addicted to any TV series or Netflix. Uh, I don't go out to a happy hour every day after work, you know. So it's like, I think you just learn how to create the time.
0: So, you know, I know and I've spoken to, you know, countless people and friends, family, uh, doctors, doctor couples. There's, they're going through some strain sometimes. And, you know, it's maybe seven years into the marriage, 10 years into the marriage, and things are not as strong as they used to be. And, uh, you know, what, what you're saying is, oh, um, you know, I I outsource everything. People are saying, oh, she may not care. She doesn't, like, looks like she doesn't, she's not as strong a mom as I am because I'm doing everything. Can mm-hmm. you talk about that sentiment a little bit?
1: Okay, so I think what you're saying is, they they want their spouse to. Are you saying like the anticipatory needs? Like they're not caring for the family like I'm caring for the family.
0: Yeah, they feel like you know if I outsource like as you as you suggested, perhaps mm. I'm less of a mom or oh oh like I'm not as you know I'm or a dad or whatever. Or if they don't think their husband is quote unquote manning up and being a super dad because he's not like washing the dishes. Yes. Or or doing That's acts ridiculous. Of, yeah, right, what, what, what tell us tell
1: us about that? Yeah, you just got to stop thinking that way. I mean, it's like this is ridiculous. Is that how you show your love to your kids? Is by washing their clothes and doing the dishes and making all their meals? You know, I do have a few friends who love 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 to cook. I just don't, and and maybe I will a few, a few years down the road, a few decades down the road but that's not how I show my love. I, I show my love with quality time and it doesn't have to be four hours every day. You know, it can be that hour or two I'm doing bedtime. And even though it's super chaotic, it's about finding the connection in those moments of chaos, being open for that. And then like, yeah, I know, I see this a lot in my clients where you're so resentful because like, well, I'm, as a, as, a, as a woman physician, we do hold a lot of the emotional labor Like who's going to meal plan? Who's going to do this? Or who's going to manage the nanny and the meal planner and the cooker? Like who's going to manage all these people? You just kind of have to set the systems in place so they can start managing themselves or, and just own it. Like you do it because you want to do it. Like you don't have to, and your spouse doesn't have to either. And so like, if nobody washes the laundry, everybody's wearing dirty, dirty clothes to school. Okay. What's wrong with that?
0: <laughs> so you know this word date night" it's almost ubiquitous in our culture now, and it's almost like an obligation, but very few people pull it off either it's never done, it's not honored it's a non it's not usually it's a it's supposed to be a non negotiable, and many times it isn't
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then even when people do it, it's like it's almost a chore. Tell me <laughs> about the word date night,
1: okay so i we have no pressure in my house about what it needs to be and what should it be like and what should we talk about? Like, there's just no pressure. We just put it on the calendar. That's it. It's like, a, it's just a time management thing. It's just like putting your work hours on the calendar or your doctor's appointments. I like to put these things on the calendar first, sleeping, um, my me time and and my time with my spouse and, and the kids. And then once I block those off, then everything else goes in between. Um, so every Saturday night, I have a standing babysitter and we just go. And I recommend this to my to my clients. And uh, my last uh, Making Marriage Work class on Tuesday, we sat down and we're like, okay, we're not going to leave this class until you have four dates for the rest of uh, mid-March and April on the calendar. And then they just put it there. Like it really just takes five minutes of comparing your calendar, your spouse's calendar, maybe the kids, and put it there. And then you're going to find childcare. You're going to figure out what to do, even if it's like a minute before you're supposed to do it. And then, you know, I have had clients where they would go on these date nights and they'd get frustrated. They get frustrated that their spouse was talking to the bartender too much instead of them. (laughs) So we had to kind of refocus. Okay. Where is that frustration coming from? Let's dig deeper into that.
0: So, you know, uh, let's talk about relationships because I think you're the expert here and you really have studied this. Um, How do you know if a relationship is going to be successful or what are the predictors perhaps that it's thing there's cracks and perhaps it's going to fail.
1: So, and what I've learned from Gottman's teaching is that it doesn't matter if you argue or if you have fights, like all couples argue and have fights. What matters is if you can repair and, You know, this a perfect example is when I was in, I was in Bora Bora, I went on um, the Empowering Women Physicians Bora Bora trip last month with my husband, we're in the middle of the ocean and we're like in the most romantic place on earth with 65 other women physicians and 10 of them brothers' houses. And we're like in this argument while we're snorkeling. And, and it was, it was just hilarious, but we were in the middle of the sea. He thought I was drowning. I was, didn't want help. It was, it was my, I was like my fault. I own it. And that's the other thing. I own that I, I own my responsibility in all of our arguments and it takes time and it takes maturity and dropping your ego, but I think it's so important. So we drifted off to separate boats because there was like 10 different boats. We were all on different boats. We were on separate boats and then we went to our next snorkeling destination. And I was like thinking to myself, Kate, why are you in this situation? Um, You're a marriage coach. You're going to be talking about conversational intelligence at the white coat you know, in three weeks. So I decided to do a repair attempt. At that time, I was the first one to jump off my boat when they anchored it, swim to my husband's boat, and ask him to come back in the water and snorkel with me. And that I would hold his hand, I would be his buddy. I wouldn't like swim away, sw- swim, swim away, and get mad at him for help trying to help me adjust my snorkel mask. Um, so it's repair attempts. You know that's really the thing when you. Put yourself out there when you go to your spouse and you apologize, or you say thank you, or you say please forgive me, or you say I love you first, you take ownership. That's a strong relationship.
0: Yeah, I think it's what you said about letting go of the ego. Yeah. It's about thinking about you guys as, as a unit versus like individual pieces. And it's it's just thinking about the greater good and then you know, always having that help first mindset, forgive first mindset kind of thing. Yeah. So beautiful. And then
1: your your kids notice. Right. Like a lot of my clients have kids and whatever you mimic, they're going to end up carrying into their future relationships.
0: Mm. I I think people forget that. So uh, how do you know when it's not a team fit, when people need to end it?
1: (laughs) I don't decide that, Vikram. Yes, no, I don't decide that.
0: (laughs) But is there indicators that? things are really serious and either they okay. need counseling or they need something like where they can't solve it themselves. Like, is okay. it like a date night's going not going to fix it? I guess what I'm asking.
1: Okay. So if there are things like addictions in the relationship, like a drug addiction and alcohol addiction um, uh, or severe depression, you need to seek professional help from like a psychiatrist, a psychologist, when things like that with, Marriage coaching works when you, you know, it's not like we're healing past trauma or we're getting you through these depressive episodes and addictions. It's like just moving you forward, like getting you to the next level, figuring out what's preventing you from getting there and then achieving it. So me as a marriage coach, I don't predict divorce like Cotman does. <laughs> I don't claim to do that. Uh, but if there are addictions or a severe depression or mental issues, I will refer people to other help, professional help.
0: And, you know, you've had a lot of couples who you've been able to be around and potentially get to that next level. What is it that aha moment that either the woman or the man or whatever kind of couple that you're coaching? Um. That that tel- gets them out of that tailspin and gets them back into that uh, love trajectory, that happiness that, hey, like we're together, you know, we're going to be, you know, married for 50 years kind of thing. Like yeah. it, the, from like the strain and the frustration, the concern to like, ah, oh, I finally get you and you finally get me.
1: <laughs> I feel like a lot of it is becoming friends again it's mm. because once we have kids and we have careers and we start only talking about scheduling and who's going to take um you know who's going to take snola to soccer and ballet and who's going to make the meals for the night it gets so technical mm. and once you like start going back to okay why did we fall in love well, how can we enhance our friendship that we have like how can we get back to that things to start to shift and then we there's also this other term I like to use, the emotional vending machine. We don't mm. realize it a lot, but we we treat our spouse like an emotional vending machine. Like we come home from work and we're angry and we're upset or we're sad and we want them to fix it for us and because mm. that's what Hollywood has kind of shown us. Like Your spouse is your knight in shining armor. Or they're your princess and they come and they make you feel better or warm and fuzzy inside. And so what we really work on in my program is just feeling Figuring out to ask yourself what you need in that moment and then getting that, like allowing yourself to do what you need to do and then come home, then go to your relationship, be filled, like fill your cup first, then come and take care of your kids, then come and be present with your spouse and be more in love, like be stronger together, already feel loved, appreciated, and then it's just that's where the fireworks happen.
0: That's awesome. So uh, some of the suggestions and, and things I've learned from people over the years is like, you know, have like a wind down, like there's like a amp up music that you go to go to work. And then when you come back home before you get into the house, or you're in the driveway, or you're in your home office, and you're about to go upstairs, listen to something that gets you into family time. Again, it's almost like a neuroassociation yeah. is a trigger. And then it's almost like, like you said fill yourself up perhaps it's a 5 minute meditation it's a gratitude journal whatever it is it's 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 like man i just can't wait to be with them and then another thing i found very helpful is i have a box it's a nice box uh and then you slide it open i put my phone i put everything in there my apple watch so it doesn't bing and ting and ring and then literally try to be as present as possible you know yes. w- with them and uh just enjoy their time and 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 I guess the other thing is, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Tony Robbins has has said this quote that I really like. It's, you know, change your expectations for appreciation, essentially, and the whole world changes. So it's like the more you expect, the more people can disappoint you, the more they can't live up to your expectations. And then you just drop those expectations, you know.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yep. I always call it dropping the manual. Well, that's what we we learn in life coach school. You got to drop that manual. Oh, I like that word you have for everyone else that are gonna make you happy. It's like, yeah, make yourself happy.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, that's awesome. So uh, as we uh, sort of go to the next uh, uh, topic here, I would love to chat about, you know, you guys are both highly successful. You guys have figured out how to manage the kids, you've leveraged and deleveraged some of the things you're doing to other folks, and you're just focusing on your your zone of genius. Um, Tell me about this concept of, quote unquote, the power couple and tell me what makes it work and how does how do you support each other and how do you, um, without losing yourself, you know, like yeah. where you have your own individuality, you want to achieve things, but you also want to support them. How does that work?
1: Yeah. Victor is really good at this. I will say, because I often try to drag him into my things like, oh, come be, you know, come help me do my medicine, marriage and money. Come, come co-host all my, and he's like, no this is your own thing. This is your own thing. He is really good. I feel like he sets the example for us, for me creating my brand, him having his own separate brand, and then us just appearing stronger or coming, coming together with both of it at the end of the day. And because I feel like I probably, if he wasn't like that, I might lean on him too much. Um, And it might just be the way I was brought up, you know, always depending on my mom or doing everything with my mom. I haven't really investigated that. But um, I I think each, like his goals become my goals immediately. When he comes up with, okay, we're going to rent out our house for the summer. We're going to have to go find a place to live like tomorrow. I'm like, okay, let's make it happen. Like his crazy goals, I adopt them and I know he's going to make things work. Like I have a hundred percent trust in him. And when I create something, he fully supports it too. But that doesn't mean you lose your own goals, you know, or meaning as well. Like you just create a different shared meaning. And I think that's so important to realize is you can have separate goals, but if you're cheering for each other harder or just as hard as your own self, that's, that's where the magic happens.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, I'm sure my listeners will want to check out your podcast. Can you share more information about it?
1: Yeah. So medicine, marriage and money is the name of my current podcast. I'm going to be rebranding in the future after talking with our mutual friend Vina jetty. She's like, that's, <laughs> but anyway, medicine, marriage and money. And that's also my, my website, medicine, marriage and And if you go there, I've got a free 18 page, um, book and workbook medical marriage survival guide on all <laughs> topics you know parenting right. in laws intimacy money um and you can just go through and hit those bullet points and and change change your marriage change your marriage change your life you know if you enhance your marriage you will really enhance your life because it touches that emotional aspect aspect touches everything else in your life
0: you know i'm so blessed to have my wife mona who's like you know she's ride or die like she's always has my back and like I'm like, I just want to support you as much as you're supporting me, you know it's so it's been amazing. I've been blessed. and I, I think if you get your relationship right, everything else just the the, the world opens up to you, and like you're mm-hmm. able to give more of yourself to your patients, to your kids, to you know, to your businesses, whatever else, because this is this part is already filled, and you're coming from strength and abundance like you're suggesting. So that's awesome. And if people wanted to work with you, what's the best way? Same yeah. website.
1: So same website. I've got my making marriage work program um, for couples and we start on um, Tuesday. I don't know when this, when this is publishing, but we start Tuesday, March 21st. And then I also do one-on-one coaching and I can do that with just an individual or the couple. And that's a th- usually a three month thing, but come join my Facebook group too, medicine, marriage, and money. I give away a lot of free advice and we do a lot of questions. It's, it's very valuable. So there's a lot of places you can come find me.
0: That's awesome, guys. So that's all will be in the show notes. Check that out. Uh, and if you even if your relationship is great, I'm sure there's some strategies to up level. So guys, check out our podcast, check out the website. And um, I can't wait to have you and Victor maybe on another podcast where we'll talk about, you know, the rise. Yes, of the power complex.
1: And you but- as well, if you and Mona <laughs> want to come on or you want to come talk about your love story, come hop yeah. on Medicine, marriage and money.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, thank you again for listening. I hope you got a ton out of this. I know I did. And I guess, until next time, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit vikramraya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.